0: It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman.
1: Thank you very much, and Good Saturday morning and welcome to the first, again, MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show for this fall season. Uh, again, we'll have the Coaches Show coming up for you every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 o'clock here on K-C-I-M will do it all the way through the fall and the winter sports season. Let's quickly run you through last night's football scoreboard in Class 3A District 1. Carroll knocks off Green County 20 to nothing. It was Keelan defeating Kemper 22-19. Lamars over Sergeant Bluff, Luton 41-13. West Lion down Sioux Center 14-2. Western Christian topped uh, Boyden Hall, Rock Valley 27-6. And Unity Christian Orange City over MOC Floyd Valley 29-25. Class 2A District 8 again, Kemper falling to Healin 22 19. Pala Christian knocks off Des Moines Christian at 49 28. Uh, Carroll again blanks Greene County 20 to nothing. It was Southeast Valley over Manson Northwest Webster 26 8. It was a uh, Storm Lake outscoring Seidel 45-34 and Roland Story Cruises by South Tama 40-0. Class 1A District 2, uh, ICAM Manning defeated ESAC nineteen fifteen. It was uh, Central Line George Little Rock over Emmitsburg 48-8. Southeast Valley knocks off Manson Northwest Webster 26-8. Sioux Central Sioux Rapids over South O'Brien 20-9. South Central Calhoun rolls by Pocahontas area 34-14. And Clarion goldfield dows defeat Eagle Grove 49-6. Class A, District 7. Again, the two teams, South Central Calhoun over Pocahontas, area 34-14, and ICAMN topping East SAC 19-15. Those were the two local schools from that district. Earlham defeated Central Decatur 25-7. Southwest Valley over Red Oak 34-31. Panorama tops uh, West Central Valley 28-17. ACGC edges Ogden 20-19, and Riverside shuts out West Minota 40-0. 8-man District 1, Arweva outscores Xyra quinn Kimbleton at 46-44. St. Mary's, a defeated of Remsen, defeated Harris Lake Park 28-7. West Bend Mallard over at Newell Fonda 44-16. Bouyer Valley tops Griswold at 56-12. It was GTRA over Sudland Christian 48-8. Glidden Ralston knocks off Woodbine 32-28. And East Mills gets by West Harrison 54-36. 8-man District 9, Audubon Falls to Caminita 42-12. Glidden Ralston gets a 32-28. 28 went at Woodbine. Culenesco topped Murray 48 to 12, and it was also uh, Bishop Garrigan downing at St. Edmund 34 26. And Collins Maxwell topped uh, GMG Garwin 60 to uh, 28. rapids Baird again will take on Turkey Valley at Des Moines Valley this afternoon, and again that's a Saturday game. Uh, we'll have the call Jeff Honold and myself on 93.7 KCRW. You can also watch and listen to it on the CB Sports Network YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. Just go to YouTube and search CB Sports Network. Again, pregame 215 kickoff coming up at, uh, again, at 3 o'clock for that game coming up today. We're going to step away. We'll talk with uh, Craig Rowetter coming up next, then Ryan Steinkamp. We'll have Rusty Wintermote, Thomas Nelson, Deb Danner, Michaela Klink all joining us here on the Coaches Show. Back right after
2: this on KCIM. It's that time of year for comfort food. You can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stopping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years. MC's, Highway 30 East in Carroll.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. I think I'm talking right now with a pretty happy uh, Carol High head football coach, Craig Rowetter, joining us right now as the Tigers shut out a ranked Green County team last night uh, that has a chance to win an awful lot of football games. So it's a good win for the Tigers. 20 to nothing that final last night, Craig. Uh, I'm sure you've had a night to, to sleep on it. You probably only got an hour or two if you were lucky, but uh, got to be pretty pleased with, uh, you know, as you look back at that one with how things played out.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime you don't give up any points in a, a week one victory, victory, there's not too much to, uh, you know, complain about. There's, <laughs> there's always stuff on film that we can nitpick, but yep. um, overall, you know, the kids played hard. Um, it wasn't the, you know, some tough conditions with the humidity and heat, but it was the same for both teams, so uh, we adjusted and, like you said, came out came out with a week one win.
1: Did they give you anything you guys weren't ready for and hadn't seen from them in the past? Did they do anything special early on, especially considering Ebersol had that big run early in the game?
3: No, that was just a a lack of (laughs) contain on the backside, (laughs) you know, a good play by him. Um, But, I mean, that's, I guess, the the benefit of having, you know, having a team coming back with only, I think, they graduated three starters. Um, So we were pretty confident in what, you know, they would probably be doing the same stuff they were a year ago, you know, so that, that helped a lot with, uh, game planning. Um, it doesn't help that they were experienced and, and were good, you know, <laughs> but, um, as far as the game planning goes, it, it was pretty much spot on.
1: You guys started a few sophomores, uh, you know, and, and, and a few juniors as well this year. What did you see from the young guys, especially those first time starters in their first career start?
3: Yeah. I mean, they, they stepped up and, and, and played well, you know, uh, Matt Collison, um, he kind of, was, technically, is was kind of a two-way starter. We rotate in the, the wide receiver, but um, you know he had he came up with a interception, on on the night, and uh, Brayton Alford is you know he had some really good catches, and he was playing uh, played, you know, kind of a safety for us uh, on defense as well. So, um, you know, those guys got a, a lot of action, and uh, you know then we even. Had to rotate in a couple uh, younger guys up front, like Gavin Holt. I thought played really. He might have found himself a new home there on the uh, defensive line. Um, he played really well on the interior, and um, you know some of those other younger guys. Jared Moore got in at the end. Um, somehow the Michael Rowetter got in. I don't know if to <laughs> talk to Coach Shabel on the on the depth chart there, but you know he came down with a, a, his first varsity catch. So um, you know. A lot of good experience for
1: those guys last night. Coach, to pitch a shutout, I had them unofficially. We'll see what the official stats say uh, coming up this weekend. But I had them for 152 in the first half, 55 in the second half. Did you guys do anything different defensively, or was it just the guys getting more comfortable, even the new guys that were coming in because all of the cramping that both of the teams were going through last night, but uh, just guys getting more comfortable with what they were supposed to do?
3: Yeah, I mean, and we did, the biggest thing we did defensively, we just kind of shifted our front. Um, you know, Coach Noggle um, just real, realigned how they were lining up up front, and that kind of stymied their run game, um, and then once we were able to, you know, get up by a couple scores, that kind of, you know, forces them to have to think about throwing the ball, and, it, and towards the end, when we got up that third score, then we knew it was, you know, they would have to get the ball in the air, and. We could get the guys off the edge and kind of a a free-for-all there on a pass rush.
1: Well, I, I got to tell you that uh you know hopefully nobody goes back uh, that you'll play next year early in the season or even maybe later this year and, and listens to our, our new way auto group scoreboard show interview from last night uh, you mentioned that that uh, early touchdown you guys had in the second quarter that put you up 6 to nothing was uh, pretty much the same play that you had run against Denison and even a few other times last year so don't want to give away any secrets uh, of what you guys are doing so uh, but to take us through that play and why why is it so effective
3: Yeah it's, I mean like I said, if, if there's at this point there are no secrets. Um, <laughs> they were running, you know, we're we're going to run the ball, and um, when they commit that, you know, that safety up, um, it just opens up. You know, we, we kind of have a layered route on our our boot pass there. So Cooper, you know, we were running that um, sweet play pretty effectively, and just caught the safety coming downhill a little bit, and he actually jumped. Um, you know, we had Hammer coming across on a drag on the backside. And that's where the safety's eyes, because he was coming downhill to, for the run for Cooper, and then he just lashed on the tight end, and Carter did a great job, um, you know, looking that off, and Tate flipped behind and found himself uh, wide open, you know, deep for the kind of a, <laughs> a walk-in score.
1: Get to like what you saw from the run game when you had Cooper Ludwig in there. Chase Regaler had some nice runs to the outside, really showed some speed one time getting the corner and then kind of tiptoeing down the sidelines. And even Braylon Alford uh, on, on a kind of a jet sweep was able to get the edge and then make a couple of guys miss. So when you had your kind of your starting guys in there, kind of really had to like to see what you saw from the run game, and then Carter Essex kind of took over that run game for you in the second half. Yeah,
3: they, you know, like I said earlier, if uh... – you know the the heat kind of dictated a little bit of of what we did, but yep. they're you know all those guys you mentioned are are you know very capable of scoring at any time and um you know Ludwig's kind of the hammer as far as pounding it inside a little bit and then if we can hit Alford or regal on the edge, you know they they're pretty quick and have some good moves, and you know they're a, they're a threat to take at the distance whenever we get the ball in their hands.
1: Up six nothing at halftime. You guys get the opening kick of the second half. You go down and, and punch one in to go up fourteen to nothing. Did you feel comfortable at that point? Not that it was over, but did you start to feel comfortable with the way your defense was playing?
3: Nope. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm paranoid, I guess. I, I, you know, I we just knew, you know, they're a well coached group, and um, with all the experience they had coming back, you know, they aren't. They we knew they weren't out of the game, even being a two score game. Um, but I think after we did score, and then our defense, you know, um, shut them down for that first series of, of the half, then yeah, we I felt pretty good about our defense. We could play a little bit more coverage um, on the backside, you know, not so not so up tight to the line of scrimmage, um, and and that helped out. But yeah, I'm I'm never really sold until that <laughs> that final <laughs> whistle. I'm I'm always a little on edge.
1: Carter Essex, three touchdown passes on the night. Did have the one interception on what looked like it could be a big play, but uh, they had a linebacker jump up and make a, a pretty nice play. I think it was Ebersaw, actually, who came in and, and made the interception. But uh, Chase Regaller had a nice catch on a kind of a tip ball off of a one handed effort on what would have been a great catch for Braylon Al- Edward, or excuse me, Alford if he could have pulled that in. And then Evan Hammer had to go up and get one in the end zone, cutting across to, the goal line as well. But uh, three touchdown passes for a, a sophomore, excuse me, a junior making his first start. At quarterback, you had to be pleased.
3: Yeah, like I, you know, I, I said all along, if you know, if we do have to throw the ball a little bit, I'm 100 percent confident in Carter, and um, you know that the, the one interception too, I that again, hats off to that kid. That's just a heck of a play. You know, I think we did talk to Carter about maybe um, just getting out a little bit more outside the pocket, and that window would have opened up a little bit better, but. Um, Again, sometimes, you know, the other team's playing hard and has good athletes, too, and they just made a play. But, um, yeah, no, I thought there were a lot of positives, too, especially then kind of, like you said earlier, taking, you know, the run game, kind of put that in Carter's lap, too, and, um, you know, he did really well with that.
1: Yeah, we named him motor end player of the game for that performance, especially in the second half. Coach, you called him a dog last night because that's what the kids say when somebody's tough and, and stuff. i got to let you mention Edric Heisterkamp and, and his job defensively on Hanson last night in the pass game.
3: Yeah, I, you know, it wasn't the original plan. We were kind of um, spying him, if you would say, you know, with Alford. Um, but then, you know, when Alford was a little banged up, so then we we kind of shifted it over to um, Eddie and yeah, he was he was on last night. So that's and like I said, you might not if you walk by him in the hallway, you might not really think um, you know that he'll come up and cut you in half. But he he will. He's you know when that when that game's when it's game time, um, he's. He's a player, and I'm glad he's on our side.
1: Yeah, really nice young man, but uh, nice to see that when he crosses the white line, he can flip a switch and become a dog in in a good way, uh, folks, for anybody yep. that doesn't understand what that is. That's a young kid term <laughs> for being a tough guy. But uh, uh, Gilbert, next week, we talked last night. You'll do some more homework down at the uh, volleyball tournament you're going to be at today, but uh, excited to get back out there and get a chance to get a little revenge from last year for them.
3: Yeah, you know, they had a big win last night. Um, they ended up winning. They had a kind of a... Forced to turn over um, deep in the red zone to to hold off DCG. I think it was 14-13. Um, so they're gonna, you know, they coming off a big win too. And um, again, they're gonna kind of pound the ball with the, that wishbone look. And um, so we're gonna have to kind of match that and be kind of our philosophy from last year's, you know, a little gritty, not pretty. But uh, that's that's kind of what the look I think we'll see from them.
1: Well, Coach, enjoy the volleyball tournament today. Have a great week and weekend and look forward to catching up with you for a pregame interview coming up next week when you guys uh, get ready to head over to Gilbert.
3: Sounds good. appreciate all the coverage, Jeff, and go Tigers.
1: Head Coach Craig Rowetter again with the uh, Carroll Tigers. Again, they pick up a 20 to nothing victory last night over Green County. We'll be back. We'll talk with Ryan Steinkamp from the Cover Nights coming up next year on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show.
4: New Way Auto Group is looking for an automotive service technician to join their team in Coon Rapids. Any prior automotive or repair facility experience is preferred but not required. Earn three weeks of paid vacation during the first year of employment, 10 paid holidays, profit sharing, 401k, health, dental, and vision insurance. Apply now at newwayautogroup.com. New Way Auto Group is an equal opportunity employer.
1: MC Country Cafe Coaching Show rolling on on this Saturday morning, talking right now with a Kemperhead football coach, Ryan Steinkamp. Knights coming off a heartbreaking 22 to 19 loss last night up at Bishop Uh had a had a lead late in that game, and, and, and Heelan able to to come away with the win. Coach, appreciate you joining us here, and and, and sorry about that one last night.
5: Oh, thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate that.
1: You bet. Uh, what did you learn about your ball club last night? Fell down early. I think they scored on their first play. You guys able to come back, had the lead in the, in the fourth quarter, uh, and, and just not able to hold on. So, what what do, you, what do you take away from that game?
5: Um, you know, it's definitely the first game of the year. We had a lot of mistakes, but man, the kids made a lot of plays though too and adjustments. You know, um, I think we took a few plays off or just a little lack of days ago at times. You know, um, you know, playing at a bigger school that you know has good athletes too. You can't take those plays off. And then, you know, the our, guy, our guys really stepped up and made a lot of plays, too, which was awesome to see.
1: What worked for you guys? What were you able to do successfully that started on the offensive side of the ball?
5: Um, we are pretty balanced. You know, we're, our O-line did a nice job. You know, Casey uh, Pierce and Ken Sanders did a nice job running the ball. And then, uh, you know, we um, yeah, just kind of got the ball in our skilled players' hands. Kirkin and Canny making plays. Michael Cathar was huge in the fourth quarter. So it's just great to see those guys out there making some plays
1: take me through that uh, that first play uh, where they get the ball they score what happened defensive breakdown or did they just execute something really well
5: um yeah we made a, we made a mistake up front you know but then the rest of it, it was football you know we made a mistake up front a pie cost us you know uh ten yards you know but then we got we got to tackle better we saw that from last week to this weekend. That's a big emphasis is tackling in space, you know, not, not leaving our feet, things like that where, yeah, there's no reason a touchdown should be get up like that first play of the game. So we got to give back the drawing board and work on that.
1: What do you with, – with how that thing played out, you talked about making some mistakes and having to go back and change some things up. Um, what started to work for you then that, that was able – and you'll make those adjustments as the game went on to be able to grab the lead?
5: Um, you know, we started. Uh, you know, we started blitzing our backers based on formation. You know, we made we made a couple adjustments on this formation. We're doing this blitz, this formation. We're doing this blitz. I'm um, just attacking it. Where, you know, a few times I didn't put the, the best situation. You know, we we didn't blitz anybody, and you know the quarterback had all day to throw it. So that was that's was like okay, I got to get pressure on each time. So we start doing that a lot more. And uh, linebackers should the line did a nice job filling. Well,
1: offensively, it sounded like DJ able to find Ben Gherkin, I think twice for touchdowns. What was working offensively for you guys?
5: Um, you know we, start, we hit the edge quite a few times, and then you know, um, you know the RPOs got got a few of the next ones, dozens, and then um, you know just Ben and DJ being the same play. Uh, you know, I think one of their touchdown passes was was on like fourth down. was supposed to be on a run play, and you know they they kind of know they have the green line on those things to make like the matchup, and uh, they they were not going to a play.
1: Halftime. Um, what did you guys talk about? Uh, what was some of the adjustments that uh, you felt like you were going to make?
5: Um, defense is mostly like getting guys communicating on the same page. You know, even though we were up at halftime, we made quite a few mistakes. And you know, I think it's just uh, when those guys the guys realize like, hey, if we're going to make mistakes. You got to fix them. You know, there's a little bit of you know um, a learning curve there about uh, you know stepping up, making the plays, accepting that he accept that he made the mistake, and then going there and uh, owning up to it and being coachful so that's the guys get a great job responding to
1: that i know i was talking with you during the commercial break here your is game like every other game uh, the heat and, and the cramps kind of took an impact did you guys get through the first half okay with that or or did it impact you in the first half and then win in the second half did did both teams probably start to suffer from some of those issues
5: oh uh, it, it was definitely the second half yeah first half i think we pretty good second half started no to get back a little bit on both on both teams
1: I know you had talked about maybe trying to develop some depth and stuff. How did you feel like the, those other guys that had to step in, even if it was just for a play or two, uh, able to work through that? and Everything kind of worked pretty smoothly for a game one.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty good. I mean, those guys, you know, with all the tramps and stuff like that, and uh, giving guys a little bit of fresh, even free those stuff, they did a nice job stepping up. Um, they definitely,
1: yeah, um, got,
5: uh, got uh, baptized a little bit <laughs> on varsity football field. Like, you know, a little bit, a little bit faster pace and stuff like that too. And you know you can't. Yeah, be in position too. I think uh, we got a little bit lazy to, at times, uh, being out of position on the snap of the ball.
1: Coach, uh, take me through the, the late part of the game there and, and how things played out for you, and what what do you think was the difference uh, that allowed uh, you know them guys to come away healing with the win here tonight?
5: Um, you know, like I thought, offensively we did a great job driving in the second half. Um, you know, uh, on their touchdown winning drive. Um, it came up interception. That you know um, that we 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 got pinned inside the one yard line. Drove about sixty yards. Not thinking, you know we're moving through, but and we're going to drive it. Um, uh, t- ten minute drive to win the game. And then you know we we made a mistake. They had a long return. Um, and then they scored a few plays later. So, but treasure our kids. We came back and on that uh, the final drive of the game. I think we converted three or four, four downs.
1: Wow. So
5: I think. Yeah, so, you know, at that point, you know, we could have kicked it for the tie, but we had momentum, and, you know, we were, the guy was inside the one um, uh, before a, you know, a, um, we ran a quarterback sneak, and the ball popped out when DJ reached over, you know. Um, one of those plays, maybe it's a play, but, you know, it's high school football. It, it, is, it is what it is, and then, you know, we got backed up. To, like Luckily, we were able to top. I got backed up the three-yard line, and we had about six seconds left, So we knew we could get two plays off the previous on second down, we made a pass play in four seconds. So we knew we can get two plays off at six seconds, but he did not brought pressure and DJ uh, didn't get off in time and you know, just just learning 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 experience for everybody, but you know, it was not the it was not the faulty effort of the kids. I mean, we were we were blessed to be in that position that's all some of the plays those kids made on that last drive.
1: You mentioned to me in the pregame that you guys really wanted this game to kind of get this rivalry renewed. It had been a long time since you guys had played in football. You also mentioned that you wanted to schedule a a tough non-district schedule just to to challenge yourselves and learn what this team was about. So uh, happy with what, even though it's a loss, and I know nobody ever happy with a loss, happy with the takeaway from this game, and did you get what you wanted with this tough schedule?
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely – Definitely a game. You know, it always feels better to win, but I think maybe I think some of those mistakes we made might have gotten lost. You know, if we won the game, we could have blown them off. I mean, definitely would have been a great feeling to rush the field at the end there. You know, if we would have won at the last second. But you know, it was it was not for lack of execution, by a kid. So it, you know, you know, having a loss hands you. I think it refuels you, and it definitely makes the coaches um, take note of things. Okay, what do we need to work on coaching wise? How can we make put these kids in better situations and help them out? And I think the kids were receptive to that. First thing we talked about after the game was, you know, hey. Go in next season, you know, uh, let us fuel you. So um, I, I think the run is going to help us
1: out. Underwood coming up next week. Um, what are you looking at? You get them at home. Uh, I think they've graduated quite a bit over the last couple of years off some of those really great teams, but I'm guessing probably not much of a drop off.
5: No, no, they're you know they they have been reloading year after year. You know they have good they have good athletes in the program, so. I um, haven't, haven't really looked at any film with them yet, you know, maybe one game at a time. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we've, we've seen the last three years, so, you know, we're kind of familiar with them where we have to do new things and check the personnel and um, get you guys ready to go again.
1: Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning. I hope you have a great weekend and get a chance to enjoy some time with the family. We look forward to talking to you again next week as we get ready for that game against Underwood.
5: Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff.
1: Head coach again, Ryan Steinkamp uh, with the uh, Kemper Knights. Again, they fall in a heartbreaker to a Kemper, to a healing, excuse me, 22 to 19. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up right here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM.
2: It's that time of year for comfort food. You can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stopping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years. MC's, Highway 30 East in Carroll.
1: Welcome back here on the MC Country Cafe, Coach Show. job Blankman talking a little Kemper volleyball right now. Head coach at Rusty Wintermoat is joining us. And Coach, how are we doing on this Saturday morning? As you guys are on the way up to Humboldt?
4: Well, you know what? It's i uh, yeah, I'll enjoy this morning because it's a <laughs> heck of a lot cooler and, and it means uh, a lot of good activities are going to be happening. So. Uh, the kids are happy. It's cooler. And, 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 you know, they're, they're showing up in sweatshirts and blankets uh, for our, our trip. And um, so that's a sign of the activities are ready to roll. And, and we're excited for the season to continue on, on
1: this morning. Yeah, you guys finally got some uh, matches underway. You traveled over to Nevada on Tuesday night. You knew it was going to be really good competition there. Dyke Neal Hartford uh, ranked number one in Class 2A to start the year. Uh, Nevada ranked in Class 3A in the top ten. And then Winterset, who's been traditionally fairly strong uh, in the Raccoon River Conference, so you knew that you were going to you know, be tested. Uh, you come out of there on Tuesday night one and two. Uh, i think if maybe that first set uh, against nevada was flipped there at the end uh you might have went two and one on the night but your overall thoughts on on how things went for you and what you learned about your group on tuesday
4: well um what i learned right now is that i'm not doing a very good job of coaching and and the kids are working hard and i've got to do better jobs of getting them adjusted to the game and and um, new positions because i've moved brianna Will rock over to middle and she is, she is blossoming there right at the moment. Her and Franny are doing a great job. But I learned that uh, we, we we did a nice job of playing up to the level. And u harford was added late into that schedule. But you know what? It was a good thing for us to play them and Nevada because they were two different styles. And then that was small and scrappy. And, and so we played three different styles of teams. But what I learned is that they have the ability to, to play at a higher level when the team across from them is a higher level. And then um, they are adjusting uh, to what I want them to do a lot quicker than we did last year. So um, I learned that uh, even though you lost two matches and we go away from that, um, we go away from that and with a feeling like, oh, man, we got a lot of things to work on. But you know what? When you watch film uh, after it's all done, we didn't do as much as I thought we. Uh, that I, I, we didn't do a lot of negatives. We have more positives than negatives, and and I think as soon as these girls can learn to um, serve receive with who's beside each other, because you know with the addition of throwing Addie uh, hands over in there uh, as well, uh, and Aubrey's being counted on to pass a little more from serve receive, and, and Franny serve see and Lauren once in a while Franny. So the hitters are are now getting more involved in serve receive, and so as soon as we can nail that down, uh, I believe they'll still be a very strong team to deal with in the serve receive, just kind of like uh, last year towards the end of the season. So I learned that we have kids in the right roles. It's just now getting them comfortable in those in those roles.
1: You mentioned that there are more positives than negatives. I know a lot of people are going to think you went one and two, so more negatives. What were some of the positives that you took away?
4: Well, the positives that we took away, again, we uh, uh, we held Dyke New Hartford to right around 200% or 200 in their hitting, and, and they averaged uh, well over 300, almost 300 last year. So uh, we are continuing with that good trend of getting touches and blocks and, and, uh, and rotation. And uh, the, the other positive is that the, the back line of our base defense showed gradual improvement uh, since we've been scrimmaging and then uh, when we've gotten to play, obviously on Tuesday, uh, they've shown the ability to adapt to teams. Uh, so I really like the way our, our back line rotated uh, in our blocking technique, and then uh, pleased with the girls who uh, come out strong and get Dyke. And it takes a lot for D- Diane Harms to call a timeout. And when that happens, you know you're doing something right. But uh, uh, So the positives were our back line rotation and, and attacking situations. Uh, we, we need to clean up our free ball passing, but I really liked our our base defense and our block defense. So I was pleased with that in the in the realm uh, of the whole night. Uh, there's just some smaller areas that I think once we clean up, will be we'll be fine
1: coach I mentioned uh, kind of in the intro that I I felt if if set one against Nevada would have ended differently you guys were up 19 to 14 and then also up 20 to 16 and ended up giving a 60 run up to, to lose 22 20 so you fall down 14 to 6 or 16 to 4 excuse me in, in that second set but you, you battle back to a 21- 18 loss uh, to fall 20 I really felt if you'd have found a way to win that first set I think you win that match your thoughts on that
4: Oh, I agree because um, yeah, we actually was like 19, you know, When I looked up, we were up 19, 14. I'm thinking, okay, we just need a good pass on a server seed, because they caught us in a little bit of a wall where um, they just, the kids were not comfortable in their server seat. Um, and then when we did get a good pass, we just couldn't get all three phases to work together in that first game loss. And it just kind of went south. The uh, hitters were struggling keeping it in play. Um, when the pastors will get something up, and the centers did what they could with the passes they got. Um, so we just we got one of those walls that uh, we just, you know, when it goes south, it goes south, and you you try and make some adjustments saying who's going to serve or receive, and it just wasn't working for them. And I think when uh, they came back and won that, uh, you could tell by the the kids' body language that they were frustrated with themselves, um, and then it kind of carried over into the. Um, second game, but it was nice to see them battle back and make it a game uh, because then Nevada had to call timeouts because we were going on runs. And those runs where we served really aggressive to uh, certain spots and and we got more blocks and touches. So, you know, you you take away the uh, last half of game two against um, Dyke and and the last half against Nevada and first half against Nevada, And then we show up and play Winterset and I thought all three phases started to come together like we thought we did. But, um, you know, hats off to the kids. They could have hung it and um, worried about that, that they didn't do what they needed to do against the and they knew they should have had it. And, you know, their comment to to me and mine to them was that we would like to play them again and we'd like to play the, we want to play Dyke again and and show that we're more improved. And in fact, uh, you know, I, I shared with them a little story from, uh, coach Harms, uh, she visited with me when we were struggling against Aveda, and she said, what's going on? I said, well, we're just struggling with what we're doing. I think it's more of a mental than it is a physical. And she said, yeah, because, you know, when you played us in that first match, we thought uh, you guys were a little bit stronger defensively than you were uh, last year at the state tournament. So you take that from a, uh, a Hall of Fame coach and you write it to the kids and let them know it's not as bad as what it seemed like, but you're right. If we could have hung on to game one, I believe their their body language and their momentum would have won game two, and we could have come out of there two and one. But it is what it is. Now we're going to bounce back and Play some good teams this morning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, This tournament uh, usually always really strong. South Central Calhoun there again. South Harden, both of those are ranked. Spirit Lakes had some really good years and generally has size. Uh, Humboldt uh, has been really strong over the years. You also have Grandview Christian uh, and Fort Dodge there as well. So what are you looking at and how good is the tournament this season?
4: Well, we'll start out with South Harden, which is always that test the last three years of where are we sitting at? Because South Harden comes in just rated under us uh, in the standing, so, and, and they've got a little more size this year than they did last year. So I'm going to imagine they're going to use that size to their advantage. But they return, they return a nice libero, and they return really only one hitter from last year, and that's an outside. Uh, but they've added some nice pieces to their team. So uh, I hope to get to, to look at them a little bit uh, uh on the bus before we get up there, uh, Lonnie and and Bob's are going to help take a look at those, uh, before we get there to kind of get a feel for them. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, Fort Dodge is the, was a young team last year, more experienced this year. Uh, they lack a little hype, uh, but they, you know, they scrapped defensively against this last year. And that's kind of what we're looking to the same thing. Grandview Christian comes back with some hype and a lot of returning players from last year. So, they're a team that's going to cause us problems with their their blocking ability. So we have to be a little bit faster paced and, and make their middles move. Um, Humboldt always quick, always very talented. Uh, I know uh, they lost to Gilbert on I think Thursday night or sometime this week, and Gilbert is always a, a height driven team. So, uh, but they're going to be disciplined and quick. Um, you know, South Central Calhoun. We got to see them in a, in a scrimmage or at a, uh, a team camp. And I tell you what, Emma's going to do a great job with them. And and they're going to be another team that's going to be, I think, surprising a lot of people, especially with the individuals they lost. Um, So I look for a lot of good things from Emma over there. She's just a very headsy kid. I'll call her a kid because I'm old, Uh, (laughs) but uh, enjoying visiting with her. And I I never got to see her play, but uh, she certainly was on some very good South Central Calhoun teams. So, um, and then Spirit Lake, um, they're you're like you said they're very talented and they're always tall and, and uh you know last year was one of those years that they weren't as tall as they have been in the past but uh looking at their roster um uh, they've got a couple of freshmen coming in that have some nice size so uh looking for a lot of good a lot of good competition and it's always that good test at the beginning of the year but you know this year i'm glad we got some games in before going up there uh, because it'll give us a a better more relaxed feel uh to now we've got some games out of the way. Let's just go play.
1: Well, Coach, it's always good catching up with you. Appreciate you giving us some time here this morning as you guys are up there at Humboldt for that tournament. We wish you the best of luck and looking forward to seeing later on today how everything goes.
4: Well, Coach, Mr. Blankman, I appreciate your time and your efforts that you do and and enjoy your uh, – And hopefully you got some rest after your Friday night football because gonna uh, be long nights for you.
1: Yeah, heading to uh, heading to Valley Stadium for, for Coon Rapids Baird football this afternoon. So that'll be what I'll be uh, doing here in just All a little bit. So, Coach, is always good to catch up with you and good luck today.
4: All right, take care. Have a great day.
1: Head coach again, Rusty Wintermote with the uh, Kemper uh, volleyball team. We'll be back right after this on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show here on KCIM.
4: I don't want to go to school. I can't wait to go to school.
1: I'm heading to college.
4: I'm out of here.
1: You might be feeling excited, scared, nervous, and maybe a little sad the summer's over. One thing is for sure, great things are coming your way. Soon you'll be making new friends, trying new things, and learning a lot. We wish you all the best this school year and know that you'll do great things. Have a great year from everyone at Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate. Thomas Nelson, the head cross country coach for the Kemper girls and boys joining us here as we take a peek at the upcoming season, which gets underway here at today, uh, down at, at Glenwood on this Saturday morning. And coach is always good to catch up with you and appreciate you joining us again here today.
0: It's great to be here again and really looking forward to the fall season.
1: You bet. Coach, you guys are headed down to Glenwood on, on this Saturday morning to, to get your season underway. First meet of the year. Luckily, we've had a little bit of a break in the weather. Uh, I think if things would have stayed as warm as what they were earlier in the week, you might have gotten this one in because it's a Saturday and you could run in the morning. But uh, going to be much more comfortable for the runners, I think, uh, today than what uh, probably the rest of the week has been to to, to get ready for today
0: absolutely we got really lucky with the weather we've been practicing in the mornings all week at six um which is going to work out well for us you know with it being a, a morning meet our kids are kind of used to being up and running now and i, I think you know they're really going to be eager to get out and you know they've been able to run in the mornings but it's been so humid it's been so hot uh, it's still been tough and i i think they're going to really enjoy today with the weather being what it is and take advantage of it.
1: You and I were chatting here that uh, it's going to be kind of unique in a way, kind of almost like the state tournament where they're running all the boys together, all of the girls are running together as well. So going to be some big starts, but you guys are going to use that to your advantage the way it sounds.
0: Yeah, uh, we're really excited. There's, you know, We didn't run this meet last year. We added it because there's lots of teams here that we see at conference and that we've seen at districts. Um, So we wanted to get an early season kind of feel for how we stack up against them. Um, and with it run with them, allowing us to run all our boys and all our girls and, and one, the boys, one big race, the girls, one big race. It also lets our kids compete against each other. Um, we, we've got some real deep teams, I think this year. Um, and it's going to allow some of those kids to compete, see, you know, who's our sixth and seventh man uh, and, and, and woman. And um, I think our kids are really looking forward to it. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh what the results are
1: coach you mentioned uh, depth uh, a lot of numbers out for the boys 21 i think if i remember the, the count you told me correctly and a lot of guys back from last year even a new guy who's had some success uh in, in track for the carol high blake malinsky coming out this year as well so uh talk about the depth let's start with the boys and how many guys are really in that hunt for maybe those top six eight spots with the varsity
0: well, so we return our top five our guys who were always in the top five last year, you know, led by Ryan and Jake. Um, uh, those guys were just awesome for us all year. And then Fletch, Dayton, um, and Thomas Pottobom were a three, four, and five, you know, in, in different orders. But those were top five all last season, and they're all back. So that's, that's you know, clearly fantastic for a team. Um, Jacob McCarter ran most of the meets with varsity. Tyler Licey ran some um, varsity. And then, you know, adding Blake's just been huge. Uh, Blake is uh, really dedicated, really jumped in and been dedicated to running. And um, I, I expect him to have a, a really strong race tomorrow. And he, adding him is really going to benefit our team in a long ways. Then we've got some JV guys from last year who, who really seem hungry. Um, Cohen Steipa, Joey Mashing, um, those guys, uh, and Charlie Bating, who's a freshman. Um, I, I think it's going to be very, very competitive to see who's going to end up as our seventh man tomorrow. I think those kids will push each other, which, you know, will only help our team.
1: I can't imagine how crazy practice is for you with with this many guys that like running and what the competition has got to be like with each other, uh, you know, in practice every day.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. Um, And and the great thing is, you know, like you said, these these guys really like it. They enjoy it. Um, And they enjoy kind of the lifestyle of running, of the, hey, like we're going to go put the work in. We're going to do our stretches. You know, some of them will go out. Uh, get a second run in later in the day or a bike or a walk. Um, and, and they just really li- live and breathe, you know, the cross country kind of lifestyle. And, and that's been really beneficial to us. I think Jake and Ryan have really helped a lot of these younger guys um, just embrace it. And it's shown in their development. Um, sometimes, sometimes we're doing easy <laughs> runs and myself and other coaches find ourselves saying, okay, a little, little easier guys, let's slow <laughs> up. The, the race is not today. Um, so yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. And I, I think, Uh, Having that many kids out really allows them to uh, push each other and, and like I said, looking forward to see the results uh, from the meet.
1: Coach, is the goal for the boys, state for the team, uh, with the depth that you have and and just the quality of runners uh, that you have, is is that this year's focus?
0: Um, I'd say this year's focus uh, is probably moving up in conference. Um, And The reason I say that is because we know who we're going to see in the conference meet every year. Um, the, as far as state qualification, uh, I, I don't know what other teams we'll be running against. We would love to get to state as a team, um, and, and I think with the talent we have, that that's something we can really try to push for. Uh, right now, we were fourth last year in the conference, and, and you know, Lewis Central and Glenwood are two teams that are rated very highly in the state. If we could move up to third and get right behind those guys, or even you know, try to push Glenwood, that would go a long ways into getting us a favorable place. Uh, as far as placement for districts and helping us get to state. So I think it's the, the first step is closing in on some of these conference teams and then that would lead to that next result.
1: Coach, let's flip over to the girls because uh, really talented as well, led by a senior there in, in, in Marie Day and then Julia Canney also uh, coming in off of a very good year last year. So uh, two really good leaders. And then you've got some depth, some girls that ran and, and ran well for you varsity-wise back from last year as well.
0: Yeah, we're, we're very excited about the girls' team. Um, Marie clearly coming off an outstanding track season. Julia, too. Uh, you know, Getting Marie back to state is definitely a major goal. And, and trying to get Julia in this year. She just missed last year. Um, and I, I really think you know trying to get her uh, individually there for a senior kind of send-off would be a really great thing. And she's working hard to be able to do that. Uh, the rest of our team, uh, a- after those two, uh, it, it's kind of uh, an open field for, for who wants to take the spots. Um, they've all been putting good work in. Julia Craig and Sophie Tidgren returned from last year's varsity team. Maddie Segbart ran some varsity last year. Um, but we add uh, Kyra Walterman, who's injured, and she's been working really hard in practice. Casey um, Stipa, who last year was a manager, decided to come back out for a senior year, um, and she's been doing really well. And then we've got a couple freshmen, Addie Davis and Shelby Graving,
3: who are
0: competing and definitely will be pushing for one of those spots. And then Reagan Gehringer, too. Uh, I, th- I think the girls – uh we will learn a lot from in this meet you know who wants to finish that last half mile and uh where where we kind of end up as far as who's varsity and who's jv there but they've all been doing a really good job and uh, i definitely think we're a little deeper in the girls than we were last year
1: for the girls then uh coming up today at glenwood what's the field look like is is it a pretty strong overall field for them to run against
0: Yeah, for boys and girls, uh, it's it's a really strong meet. Uh, Atlantic, um, Harlan for girls, you know, both outstanding teams. Glenwood, uh, St. Alberts is there. Um, So there's, again, just over half the Hawkeye 10s there, um, which is traditionally, you know, a pretty strong cross-country conference. Um, So it's a really good chance for them to compete. Uh, I know Marie. uh, For Marie, there's uh, Claire Pellet from Atlantic uh, who who ran really well at state and, you know, competed with Marie in track, and I I think for her – you know trying to be as close to her or trying to you know beat her in this race would be a really awesome goal
1: coach uh do you like how the schedule breaks down for for this team this year and and kind of where you guys run and and the distance in between races too to give you that time to to get the rest in you need
0: yeah um we're really happy with our schedule we've been able to work it out so we're we're running once a week um And most of the season, we've got pretty much exactly a week in between meets, uh, except once or twice. Um, So it allows us to run the meet, get a good workout in a couple days later, and then feel fresh for the next meet. I think uh, we run most of the same meets we did last year, uh, a couple changes, but our kids should be relatively familiar with the courses. And I think that'll help us too with uh, just running better times.
1: Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck now and in Glenwood. Looking forward to following this team and getting out and watching this group of uh, athletes that run for both the girls and boys this year. And look forward to talking to you each and every week about uh, how things are going because I think this is going to be a great year uh, for Camper Cross Country. And honestly, I think this is going to be a really deep year for Cross Country here in our area. So really excited about the season getting underway.
0: Thank you so much for having me, and good luck to all the other sports teams here
6: in Carroll.
1: You bet. Head coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country team. Back with more coming up next year on KCIM.
6: When you get nachos, tacos, empanadas, spicy queso with jalapenos, Pepto-Bismol's there. Pepto-Bismol provides fast, effective relief from nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. All the things that can happen unexpectedly on vacation. So before
7: you travel, pack the Pepto. Pepto
2: Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, use as directed. Keep out of reach of children.
0: And Doug. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize your car insurance to save hundreds. Here's what those
6: savings sound like in dollar bills. Here's what it sounds like in quarters. And here's what that sounds like in cryptocurrency. A thing I totally understand. One, zero, one, zero. I am money. Cha-ching. Beep, boop dollar sign.
4: Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary and are written by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
1: Let's talk a little, Carol, girls swimming as the girls team getting ready for the season, which will get underway down in Council Bluffs coming up this Thursday. We'll talk and right now with head coach Deb Danner, who's got to be excited, I think, about the team that she's got coming back this year. Coach, as always, appreciate you joining us. And did you enjoy your, your three- or four-month break of not having to talk to me every Friday and Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> for anybody listening that doesn't know yeah deb's also the boy swim coach which happens in the in the winter time so deb has to talk to me from august pretty much until march every year every week so I, i i don't envy you off that on deb (laughs)
6: I enjoy our (laughs) talk.
1: Let's talk about this girls team. I I know I was out there for your media day here. I think it was last week. And uh, I think the girls excited to get things underway. It's a little different. We got to talk about this for still some construction going on at the rec center in Carroll. So uh, the girls team has been practicing outside and it's going to limit you guys. It sounds like to home meets late in the year uh, if, if the project gets down in time. So are done in time. So how is that impacting getting this team ready to go for Thursday?
6: yeah it's it's been um a different kind of training for us uh you know with the sun in our eyes and in the warm water temps. but um you know the girls are are doing really well with it they they just keep going at it and and we take breaks as needed and i think uh their training's going really well right now
1: you have some veterans back this year has that helped kind of with this transition to, to having to practice at the aquatic center
6: oh definitely yeah um you know, they, they've been through the COVID year, so, you know, <laughs> they're used to some different things going on. So um, this is just one more one more little obstacle that we're, we're going to handle.
1: Six seniors on this year's team. Uh, pretty deep group of seniors there. What have you seen from them so far?
6: Yeah, you know, they've been great leaders so far this season, um, keeping everybody's spirits up and, and just keep things rolling Uh You know, and it's great because five of those six are um, returning state qualifiers from last year. So, you know, they they know what it's going to take and, you know, to get to state and and they want that to happen again. So um, they've just they've been a great group just leading the way for trying to get everybody else in line and and keep things moving.
1: Talk a little bit about that group and, and what you've seen from from those girls here so far.
6: Yeah, you know, um, Emma Myers is is always a great leader. You know, she's one of our two captains this year. Um, you know, she makes sure everybody is is ready to go for practice. Uh, it helps with um, stretching and and what we're doing in our warm ups and keeps everybody in line for me. And Amelia Holt is also another one of our captains. Um, you know, and she's a, a great strong swimmer and and she gets along with everybody and and. The younger, the underclassmen really look up to her and, you know, they, she just keeps everybody going, keeps their spirits up. So, you know, it's been great having them around. Zelda DeMoss, um, she she is totally a, a person, a people person. She gets along with everybody. Everybody gets along with her. Um, you know, she knows what is expected. She gets it done. She makes sure everybody else is in line doing the same thing so you know it's, it's been great having those three there um natalie natalie kent is another one of our seniors um you know she she's in a lane two lanes over helping the younger ones make sure they know what's going on what they're supposed to be doing explains things to them um you know she so she's been a really great leader for for the uh, underclassmen too she's been doing a fantastic job with that and, and just, you know, she works hard every day and, you know, it, you love seeing that. The underclassmen see that and, and they want to follow suit. So, you know, it's just been great to have that around. Um, Haley Burns is another one of our seniors, you know, and, and she's always there. You know, anybody has a question, she's got an answer for them. She She's there to help them, help the underclassmen. Um, you know, all my seniors have just done a fantastic job. Um, you know, they're they're there. They they want to help the underclassmen succeed. They want them to, you know, develop as a swimmer. They want to see them grow and and eventually make it to state themselves. So, you know, they I, I couldn't ask for a better senior class this year. You know, they get along great. Um, they, they they just been a lot of fun to work with. Um, our our sixth senior this year is My um, Vellingerhoff. These are foreign exchange students. So she, you know, she's kind of learning the ropes herself, but um, she's been doing a fantastic job swimming and, and, you know, the kids just love her. So it, it's just been a lot of fun having her there too. So um, yeah, those are our, our seniors this year. So, you know, I, like I said, I, I love the senior class. They're, they're doing a great job.
1: And, Coach, you get some really good talent in the underclassmen coming back as well. Uh, Lydia Dose, a junior. Uh, Leah Nystrom, a sophomore. Ella Perry, also a sophomore. Those are some names that I can certainly remember typing quite a bit about last season.
6: Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, Lydia Dose, she she works her tail off. She does a fantastic job. Um, Always a great attitude no matter what. Um, she can have a bad swim, but she'll take something good out of that swim and and I love seeing that in her. So you know, looking forward to what what she's gonna do this year and we're gonna try some new things with her. Um, and she's pretty excited about it. so um, you know and, and I am too, so I can't wait to see what what all becomes of that. Um, so Ella Perry, you know she she's just she's got a great attitude. I, I just I love talking to her. she's she's always up, she's always excited. Um, she's, she was a a fairly good swimmer last year. So I'm looking for her to be even better yet this year. Um, Leah Nystrom, you know, another one, just, just always a positive attitude. You know, like I said, I, this whole team has just been fantastic. They get along great. Um, everybody is there for each other. Um, it's just, it's been a lot of fun to see. And then we got a couple of, uh, new freshmen, um, we have Allison Drake. I, you know, she she's been doing a great job. Uh, she's one that I really didn't know before this. So there's not very many swimmers that I didn't know before they came into <laughs> the program. So it, you know, this is new for me too. Um, so I'm I'm getting to know her better, and and she you know she comes to practice every day, works her butt off. Um, she's doing a great job. I love watching her swim. Miranda Gruber, I've seen her quite a bit. So, you know, I know what she's capable of. So I'm I'm really excited because she, she's a fairly good swimmer. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what she can accomplish in high school. So, you know, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Logan Lee is is new to us this year also. Um, saw her over the summer quite a bit. So I've gotten to know her a little bit better, and, and she's, she's excited to do this um you know this she's only been swimming for a short time but you know in practice already I've seen a lot of improvement in her so um I think she's going to surprise herself quite a bit so it'll be a good season for her too
1: coach do you like how the schedule breaks down uh this year for you guys especially with so many road trips uh you know early in the year
6: um, it would be nice to have some home meats early <laughs> in the year, but that's not an option right now. So that's fine. We'll we'll travel. Um, not a big deal. Uh, yeah, you know, our, our season is about the same as it's always been. Um, you know, we start out not very many meats and then we really start packing them in towards the end. So, you know, I guess we just take advantage of this and, and work on some technique, work on you know whatever our weaknesses are, as we see them, I guess we have more time to work on them. So, um, yeah, it, it's it'll be a, a good season. It'll the the meet schedule works out pretty decent for the
1: girls. You guys open on Thursday down at to Lewis Central. Not going to be at their home place uh, coming up on Thursday, but a, 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 an arena in and in a pool. You guys do know.
6: Yeah, yeah. So we'll be swimming at the Kern Aquatic Center, or um, I guess it's the YMCA um but yeah it, we've been there a couple of times so the girls know the pool um they it, it's an all right pool it's a 25 meter pool which you know we're not used to competing in but um they'll do fine they they have swam there before and have done fine and and we convert their times over so we have a better idea what they're swimming so um yeah you know it, it'll be everything will work out fine
5: with that pool
1: well, Coach, as always, uh, the first of many, many interviews. I will enjoy those each and every week. Uh, Best a lot coming up on Thursday and with the rest of the season, and we look forward to talking to you each and every week about how things are going.
6: You bet. It's always good to be here.
1: You bet. Head Coach Deb Dander again with the Carroll Girls swim team. Uh, we'll be back right after this on KCIM.
2: It's that time of year for comfort food. You can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stopping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years. MC's, Highway 30 East in Carroll.
1: We're back here at the MC Country Cafe You Show, joined right now by Michaela Clink. Of course, she is the head volleyball coach with the uh, Carroll Tangers. They get ready to open up their season uh, this Saturday. They're down at the Harlan Tournament a little bit later on here, just really about not too long from now. And uh, joining us right now is head coach Michaela Klink. And coach, I appreciate you giving us some time here.
7: Yeah, good to talk to you.
1: You bet. Saw you last Saturday up at the tournaments up in uh, Lake City, some scrimmages up there. Uh, you guys didn't have a match the rest of this week. What did you take away from the scrimmages? What was the focus this week to get ready for this Harlan tournament?
7: Um, we knew that we needed to, like, kind of get a rotation established. Um, our week um, was focused on, like, options in those rotations. What are we going to do off the receipts? um just so we had a plan so it was nice to have that um that scrimmage so we were able to uh, figure out what we needed to work work on
1: did you kind of get the rotation and everything figured out the way you guys needed to
7: yep um i think we're happy with it now um we have a lot of different options in the rotation um i think um we're also going to be versatile we have emily puck in the rotation um, to where like if we have we're getting um, the other team's getting on a roll with serve receive, um, then we can pull back Riley and have her serve receive, and then um, Emily can set for a set or we just have different options.
1: Coach, uh, it's kind of one of those years where you know, not everybody has played yet. you know, some teams have with this with this first week nice to get some of those scrimmages in because I'm sure the girls probably tired of practice but scrimmages aren't the same as a game so is everybody really kind of ready for that first game to kind of get that first true game under their belt today
7: yeah when we we actually scrimmaged Harlan um on Tuesday and we kind of set it up like a game we had the same amount of warm-up um and so just to get in that game mindset and I think they bought in more and um they were just excited to play
1: Let's talk a little bit about the field down there today. First, what are you guys hoping to kind of take away? I'm sure you'd love to go five and zero or six and zero down there today. Um, what's the goals? What do you want to take away from today, and what do you want to see?
7: Yeah, um, our goals have been um, just focusing on the serve, our serve, serving efficiency. Um, we want to have a day where we can get over ninety five percent. Um, and also something we talked about in practice this week was um, eliminating other ser- or other teams going on service runs um, and just being super strong on our serve-receive end.
1: Have you been solid in that? those two areas in the scrimmages you've been in in practice so far?
7: Um, last Saturday we weren't. Um, that serve is huge, um, and then so we've really been putting pressure um, on our serves. And then we did much, much better um, on Tuesday.
1: I know this tournament down at Harlan's usually loaded with uh, with good teams. What's your schedule look like for you guys today?
7: Yeah, um, we play Missouri Valley, trainer, and then Harlan, actually, again. So um, it'll be a good day. In the other pool, on the other side, there's Glenwood, Underwood, St. Albert's, and then East Sac County. So it'll be um, a good day of packed volleyball.
1: What's those matchups in your pool look like for you? Uh, Have you had a chance to peek at some of those teams?
7: Um, Well, we just saw Harlan, um, and that could honestly go either way. Um, Trainer is always good, and then um, I have not seen Missouri Valley yet. So um, I think it's just good to be ready for anything and to go in um, expecting tough competition.
1: And, and it is, so if I remember correctly with this tournament, depending on where you finish, they repool you afterwards, correct?
7: Um, no, this one actually, if you get first in your pool, then you go on to play um, the first in the other pool for the championship. So then if you get second, you play the second in the pool. So it's kind of a shorter tournament, um, but then still super competitive.
1: So really you need to take first or second to get more matches on the day, the way it sounds then.
7: Yeah, so we can't waste any time during the day. Like we, Pool play is where it's going to happen if we want to end up on top.
1: Do you like that setup where you're not guaranteed five or six matches and you kind of have to, to win to to get those more games?
7: Um, I think so. I think it makes us more focused going into the day. Um, we know we need to take care of business right away um, and get those wins in pool play also.
1: Little shorter travel for you guys uh, today. Um, getting out of the bond, uh, Bondurant for our tournament was part of that, and then going into the Harlan tournament, the shorter drive, or just not seeing conference teams before the conference season starts.
7: Um, yeah, we don't mind the drive. We just we do it with conference games. Um, I think it was just seeing um, different conference or different teams that aren't in our conference because we went down there last year. We played three conference teams, and one of them we were going to see. Um, that next Tuesday night. So um, it's just always nice to see other teams, different playing styles. um, So we ready for anything down the road.
1: What do you anticipate the style of the Tigers being this year? What do do you hope to see out of your group as a style?
7: Um, I hope to see from them um, just high intensity. I love the energy in our gym. um, And I think that'll carry over nicely to games once we get a crowd. Um, And our girls are just great people and super supportive of each other. Um, So I think you'll just see like super supportive, high intensity volleyball.
1: I asked earlier about the girls being excited to maybe get a a first game in. I'm sure as a coaching staff, you guys probably pretty excited to to, to see what the team looks like in this opening game as well.
7: Yeah, it's like we're putting in all the work, like um, making, like really focusing on like little pieces of it. Um, so we're just ready to put all those pieces together and um, see
1: how it goes. Well, Coach, as always, it's fun to catch up with you. I appreciate you joining us here today. Bast a lot coming up uh, today at the tournament. And, and as always, uh, look forward to seeing how the girls uh, did today.
7: Yeah, awesome. Thank you.
1: You bet. Head Coach Michaela Klink again with the Carroll Girls Volleyball Team. We'll be back with more from MCs coming up next here on am. New Way Auto Group is looking for an
4: automotive service technician to join their team in Coon Rapids. Any prior automotive or repair facility experience is preferred, but not required. Earn three weeks of paid vacation during the first year of employment. Ten paid holidays. Profit sharing. 401k. Health, dental, and vision insurance. Apply now at newwayautogroup.com. New Way Auto Group is an equal opportunity employer.
1: That's going to wrap up the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Thanks again to Craig Rowetter, Ryan Steinkamp, Rusty Wintermote, Thomas Nelson, Deb Danner, and Mikaela Klinka for joining us. Coming up today, Coon Rapids Bear taking on Turkey Valley, Jackson Junction in football. That'll be down at Des Moines Valley. Pregame game on 93.7 KKRL 215.0 kickoff at 3 o'clock today. Uh, myself, Jeff Honnold, going to have the broadcast. We'll also have the uh, game on the uh, video and audio stream. You can find that on the CB Sports Network uh, YouTube channel so you can watch and listen to that game. Volleyball scheduled today. Carol and were at the Harlan Tournament. That started at 9 this morning. Coon Rapids-Baird at the Colfax-Mingo Tournament. That started at 9 this morning. South Central Calhoun and Kemper at the Humboldt Tournament. That started at 9 this morning. And Kemper Girls and Boys Cross Country down at Glenwood. That also started at 9 this morning. Have a great weekend, everybody, and thank you for tuning in.